Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy. It's a real joy and a privilege for me each week to bring you this show, which is a work of the Catholic Church contributing to the wonderful ministry, which is Christian radio right around the country. Big thank you and cheerio to all of our partnering radio stations from east to west and north and south right around the country. And I hope you love and really benefit from what we bring you today, which is some great people providing some insights into some great topics all about discipleship. We're going to be breaking open scripture. We're going to be hearing from some wonderful people like Mr. Pete Gilmore, Living the Gospel is his segment. And um, he's got a pretty profound piece for us that's really on the money this week with so many things that are going on right around the world, which are difficult, can fill us with dread, when a whole lot of things seem tenuous. And so Pete's got a great input put for us this week and he's got a spot called Pieces. Great to have with us on the show this week too, Mark Rowie, he's from Catholic Mission. In the month of October, which is their mission month, where they have a real focus on the really good work done by them, in particular the work that they're doing in in Timor-Leste, giving you a a great example of the the great devotion and great impact of the work by missionaries. We're going to be hearing from the wonderful Father Tony Percy in his segment, The Word. Really, really popular, the stuff that he's giving for us so regularly now, pretty much weekly now that we've got... Father Tony Percy coming out of Canberra, Goulburn. He's going to help break open the scripture readings for this week. Mother Hilda Scott, of course, Wisdom from the Abbey. She's um, she's talking to us about the cure, focusing on a, a saint called St. Therese, sometimes known as the Little Flower. It's a piece that Mother Hilda is entitled, We Have the Cure. You're going to love that. But to kick off, as is always the case, we're going to break open the, the Sunday Gospel that's being read right around the world for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's breaking up in Matthew 22, 1 to 14. All about a wedding feast. A wedding feast that God is inviting us to. But uh, in this parable we hear that some people invited just don't want to come. And so Father Chima, he's inviting us to become more in his reflection on the gospel this week. And that's taken from his homily given for Mass for You at Home, which is uh, airing right around the country on television and in various uh, online platforms as well. You know, I love what he's got to say. It's pretty challenging as he invites us to become more and more like Jesus and to embrace his kingdom of, of love and compassion and forgiveness. Lots and lots to get through, of course. Some great music on the show, too, that we've got for you this week. We're going to be hearing from Father Chima, and then we'll dive into some Ryan Stevenson, I Cry Jesus. And then after the break, Mother Hilda Scott and all those wonderful people that I've just mentioned right throughout the show. Lots to get through, as I said. we better dive into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to speak to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a feast for his son's wedding. He sent his servants to call those who had been invited, but they would not come. Next... He sent some more servants. Tell those who have been invited, he said, that I have my banquet all prepared, my oxen and fatted cattle have been slaughtered, everything is ready, come to the wedding. But they were not interested. One went off to his farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, maltreated them and killed them. The king was furious He dispatched his troops, destroyed those murderers and burnt their town. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but as those who were invited proved to be unworthy, 
go to the crossroads in the town and invite everyone you can find to the wedding. So these servants went out to the roads and collected together everyone they could find, bad and good alike, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. When the king came in to look at the guests, he noticed one man who was not wearing a wedding garment and said to him, How did you get in here, my friend, without a wedding garment? And the man was silent. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him out into the dark where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Chima Ofa. I don't know about you, but every time I read this text, I'm compelled to sit with it. It feels like there's something left unwritten that we aren't reading. It's like there's something more to it. Now, every text invites us to struggle, not just with the text itself, but with the text in our life, and to work out our faith in light of that struggle until it begins to take shape in a way that reshapes our lives. Today's gospel is not an easy one to make sense of. A wedding banquet and a bloodbath. Messengers of good news and truth and killers of those messengers. An enraged king that sends troops to destroy his own people. Then an open invitation to all, the good and the bad. In some ways, it's a painful and challenging text that presents us with contradictions. And yet, we can't just turn away from today's gospel. It's asking something of us. And to ignore or gloss over it is to lose sight of the pain and contradictions in our lives and our world, which are a reminder to us that something has been lost, that things are not right. Maybe Jesus tells this parable to wake us up to the many pains and contradictions in and around us and to remind us that there's more to God's kingdom. And it's that more that you and I are invited to live into. To a society that's experiencing a rise in violence, discrimination, intolerance, and selfishness, we are called to become more. Do you look at the brokenness, the injustice, the hurt that we cause one another, and you say to yourself, we can do better. Don't you hear the cries of the poor and vulnerable and you say to yourself, there's got to be more to this. There's got to be more than this. And so, like St. Paul in the second reading, we are invited to become more like Jesus, whose kingdom speaks of love and compassion, forgiveness, mercy, kindness, beauty and hope. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Not a moment goes 
the journey music interviews and wisdom for living life to the full now wisdom from the abbey with mother hilda you may have heard of this saint in some circles she's as well known as saint francis of assisi as a 15 year old girl trace of lisieux joined the carmelite convent in her hometown of lisieux somewhere toward the end of the 19th century and at 24, she died of tuberculosis of the bone. I don't need to tell you how painful that must have been. She is known as the saint of the little way, 
because by her own admission, she never did anything great. She just did a lot of little things and kept giving them to God. And she got to know fairly well, actually. Don't be fooled, though. Her life was no easier than yours and mine. She was no stranger to depression and the human challenges that you and I face. The difference, I guess, was that she kept in close contact with God and let him have a say in what was happening to her. I get the idea that there was a strong relationship between them. She certainly wasn't afraid to be honest with him. The following instance is documented in the formal papers surrounding her canonization. It happened that on a day toward the end of her life, one of the nuns wheeled her out into the garden so that she could enjoy the warm sunny day. She left her there and went off about a business. At the same time, there was a missionary priest who was lost in the snow somewhere between Russia and China. Utterly exhausted, he laid down in the snow and got ready for death. He just couldn't go on. Suddenly, he felt a burst of energy and, lifting himself up, saw that he was within walking distance of a village. He was saved. Trace, back in her French convent, had got out of a wheelchair and was walking, limping really, I guess, up the path. Her carer returned and remonstrated loudly on Trace's foolishness in getting out of the wheelchair. But it was all I had to give him, Trace replied. Once again, she gave God something seemingly little, and he used it. Some might say this is hard to believe. Well, I don't. The older I get, the more I see how intertwined we all are. A harsh word in one office department can have the whole building on edge among people who don't even know each other. If a leaf falling off a tree in the Amazon can have its effect somewhere in the world, if a man can yell at the ocean in Japan and scientists can verify that the ocean's turbulence was increased because of it, then how very possible it is that one person's sacrifice can aid another that we don't know. When you go shopping next and the groceries are heavy, give it to God for a refugee mother who can't carry her little son any further. If the ills of this world are ours, then so through our loving God, the cure is ours as well. We have the medicine for this world in our own hands. Let's use it this week. Well, thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott, who had a a piece for us that she called We Have the Cure this week, and... Some great insights into the life and the example that we get from St. Therese of Lisieux, sometimes known as the Saint of the Little Way. After the break, we're going to be hearing from the wonderful Father Tony Percy. He's from down Canberra, Goulburn Way. I, I dropped in last week into the beautiful church that they've got there at Goulburn that I know he was integrally involved in the restoration of. Absolutely gorgeous worship space. I remember going there as a kid because my uh, auntie lived in Goulburn and just uh, a few doors up from from what was the Cathedral of Canberra Goulburn but is now the beautiful church used by the, the people of Goulburn there in, in their worship. It's just gorgeous. The restoration that they've done there, I really encourage people to drop in and pay a visit and have some time in prayer there. Anyway, Father Tony in his segment The Word is going to be continued to break open the, the Word of God that we hear in today's readings at uh, at Mass in Church services right around the world for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. First up, though, now, here's Pat Barrett and the song The Way. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us on the journey. Through every battle 
every circumstance I believe that you are my fortress Oh, you are my portion You are my hiding place Oh, I believe you are The way, the truth, and the light
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Born a rebel Always trying to swim upstream Answering to no one the world but me Who needs Jesus When you're trying to be James Dean I never saw a tough man turn his cheek That seems so weak Look at me, thinking I was free When my hands were really tight A ball and chain are easier to break Than a man's foolish pride I was stumbling down the road to Damascus You were the truth that I couldn't see But I heard you say, come, oh come Be a rebel for me Father Tony Percy with The Word, 
This week, the mystery and the riddle of death. This week, the readings are about death, the mystery and the riddle of death. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 25. Speaks about death as being a veil, a shroud, which will ultimately give way to this magnificent feast on a mountain, says the Lord of hosts. You would have heard this reading if you've been to funerals. Uh, proclaimed. It's a magnificent reading, magnificent vision of what life means. And then the gospel is from Matthew again, because we're in year A, and Matthew uh, recounts the parable that Jesus speaks of. Jesus tells us about a king who invites all of the subjects of the kingdom to his son's wedding. So I'm at Springvale Cemetery in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And I'm here at a funeral for a very good friend and very, very fine doctor who treated me for a number of years. And the Christians chose that word cemetery deliberately. It means a place of sleep, a sleeping place. Whereas if you were a person of no faith in the ancient world, you called it an acropolis, that is a city of the dead. So you can see how faith penetrates every aspect of our lives as Christians. Death is a very difficult thing. I must say, I as a priest deal with death every day, so it's part and, pass, part and parcel of my life and all the lives of priests, but clearly that's not the case with everyone, and so death can be very confronting. It's quite definitive, but our faith, of course, teaches us that beyond death there is the glorious eternal life, eternal resurrected life with Christ. Let me tell you two simple stories and then finish on that note. The first comes from a story in the, when I was in the United States for four years of a man who was caring for his wife who got dementia. The last days of her dementia, she was quite demented. She was in a facility. In fact, the last day of her life, she was talking to one of the nurses. They were talking on a, a couch, on a lounge. And they talked about a number of things. And then finally, the woman said to the nurse, now, you go about your business now, and I'm going to go over and lie down over there on that bed, and I'm going to die which she did. So even with dementia, there's an awareness, a deep awareness of life and death and perhaps even the meaning of what is about to happen. It's an incredible story. The second story is equally incredible. It comes from one of the last communities of a man who is quite severely disabled and at some point in his life, he began to speak to people in his community about his wedding day. His wedding day, he said, was coming in six months. And then he said, it's coming in five months. My wedding day is just three months away, he would say. Two months until my wedding, a month to go. Then he starts counting down the days. And then he says, on this particular day, tomorrow is my wedding day, is my wedding day, he said. And it was. It was the day of his death. An amazing insight into the, not only the, the time and place of death, but the meaning of death. That in fact, our death is a wedding with Christ. That is the bottom line. Well, thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. What a great addition to the program. He has been over many, many months now and, and great to have his really pithy, very well distilled down insights into into the gospel. 
After the break, we're going to be hearing from another really good bloke, champion fellow, Mark Rowie. He's the director of Catholic Mission in the Diocese of Wollongong, and he's going to talk to us about the 2023 Catholic Mission Appeal and the great work that missionaries do right around the world, in particular focusing on Sister Carolina, who's uh, who's based in Timor-West. That's coming up after the break. First up, though, here's Gather Vocal Band and Chainbreaker. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you've got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out. From the same old fight We've all run to things we know just ain't right There's a better life Somebody testify If you believe it You believe it You receive it You wanna receive it And now, encouraging us to have hearts on fire and feet on the move, here's Mark Rowie. 
Each year, the Catholic Church dedicates the month of October as World Mission Month, and next Sunday, 22nd of October, is Mission Sunday. So it seems timely today to highlight what this means. The title of this very reflection, Hearts on Fire, Feet on the Move, is the 2023 theme of Mission Sunday declared by Pope Francis. Each year, the Pope proclaims a message for Mission Sunday, and the Universal Catholic Church all celebrates the work of mission on the same Sunday across the world. So, what exactly are we celebrating? The Church is, by definition, essentially missionary. We are called, through our baptism, to be on mission, God's mission, which is to play our part in making the reign of God a reality in our world. The word mission comes from the Latin word missio, which means to be sent. On Mission Sunday, we pray especially for those good people, lay or religious, who have left the comfort of their homes and families to be on mission in a cross-cultural context, sometimes within Australia, in a remote Aboriginal community, and sometimes somewhere in Africa, South America, Asia or the Pacific. Catholic missionaries work with local communities to live out the gospel in their day-to-day activities of making life better for everybody, sometimes preaching in words, but mostly preaching through the witness of their generosity and companionship. And our modern understanding of mission is that the positive impact is mutual. We mission to each other, with each other, learning from each other, very different from the old model where we imposed faith practices upon others who we deemed did not have the faith. Next Sunday in Australian Catholic Churches, we will be focusing our attention on the work of the Church in Timor-Leste, East Timor, one of Australia's closest neighbours. All the funds raised in the appeal will go towards supporting the Salesian Sisters working in a place called Venalale, where they have a healthcare clinic, orphanage and other services that make life better for the local people. In recent weeks, we have hosted Sister Carolina and Sister Alma from Timor-Leste in Australia as they have shared something of their life in serving the people in Venalale. Over the last 200 years, Australia was officially a mission recipient country and thousands of Irish, English, French, German, Maltese, Dutch and Spanish came from Europe to build up the Catholic faith here and to do their part in making life better for people. In more recent decades, we have benefited from missionaries coming from parts of Africa, Asia and the Pacific. It is simply what the Catholic Church does, sends human and material resources to where they are most needed at a particular time. Catholic Mission is the Australian Missionary Agency of the Pope, and the wonderful work that is done across the world cannot be done without the prayerful and financial support of Australian Catholics. So next Sunday's appeal is really important. But so too is the ongoing nurturing of a missionary heart in all of us, that burning desire to make the world a better place for everybody by sharing the good news that we have heard. I'm Mark Rowie from Catholic Mission. Find out more about us at catholicmission.org.au. Well, thanks so much to Mark Rowie there. His segment that we hear from him occasionally and really gratefully is called Hearts on Fire, Feet on the Move, Faith in Action. Great to get some insights there into a particular focus of Catholic mission and an example of what people like Sister Carolina are doing in places like Timor-Leste. We're just one week away in our local area of a father-son camp called Growing Good Men, which is going to be held at Cataract Scout Camp in Appen. Mind you, I know that these uh, same weekends are looking to be run in places like Perth and Victoria and Queensland, and we're we're running one in the the Sydney-slash-Wollongong region. Just a couple of spots left if you'd like to be a part of that. Pray for it if you uh, if you don't mind. We've 
been really pleased over the last few years to just see the impact that it has on dads and lads and, and their ongoing relationship and journey into manhood. Of course, very much through a Christian lens and the idea of, of God's fatherhood of us and, and how we are called as men in the church to be fathers like our father, like the father. So pray for that. And there are a couple of spots left. If you would like to register, registrations will, will close in just a couple of days time. We've got a couple of spots left, but keep an eye out for them right around the country and, and please pray for that. I, I know that, that lots of churches are doing very similar things. And I've certainly gone to school off some great work being done by whole bunch of people, great mates in, in other churches. I think of Warwick Marsh, who's also based in Wollongong, and the great work that he's done in men's ministry and that organisation, Dads for Kids. We can't get enough of this sort of stuff. And we really need it for the transformation of families and, and the church and the world. After the break, you're going to be hearing from Mr Peter Gilmore, a very pertinent and a very heartfelt God spot that he's got for us this week called Pieces. I say pertinent given the events of the last week, and we pray for Israel and the situation that is unfolding there. But so many things that come at us in life and we, we have big questions about why and how these sort of things could happen. Well, Pete's got some things to say. You'll, you'll love to hear that after the break. Come up though, here's some music. We'll hear from Seller. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end. Thank you so much for joining us this week on The Journey. Thank you. 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. Have you ever said this? I'm just trying to hold it all together. If I can just get through these next hours, days, weeks, months, if I can can just hold it together until then, then it'll be okay. It's like we have a dozen spinning plates that we're desperately trying to keep spinning, but we don't have enough hands. We, we don't have enough attention. We can't do it all. And so often we lay awake at night, worrying about the plates we didn't catch, worrying about the plates that are still spinning, and worrying about new plates that will appear tomorrow. Sleepless, filled with tension, our minds race, and even the idea of rest fills us with dread because everything is always on the edge of falling apart. We must remain on duty. If we don't, who will? In the Bible, when Peter tells us to cast all our anxiety and cares upon the Lord, the word for anxiety or cares means dividing and fracturing a person's being into parts or to be drawn in different directions. So when a person is overwhelmed by all that is happening in their life and in the world, when they say, I feel like I'm falling apart, I feel like my life is in pieces, that's exactly what's happening. And that is precisely what we're invited to place into the hands of Jesus. And what is the opposite of being pulled apart? Peace. Shalom. The word itself means completeness, everything in its right place, held together. Anxiety is being pulled apart. Peace is being held together. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the one who restores what is broken. He is the one who pulls all of the pieces of us back together, often in more beautiful ways than we could have ever imagined. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but as I look around the world, I see a lot of anxiety, people and communities and nations being pulled apart. I can't solve all that, and neither can you, but I know we can cast our cares upon Jesus, and the one who cares for us can put us back together. He can restore us. He can bring people together. He can change hearts. He is the Prince of Peace. This week daily, moment by moment, even right in this instance, make the conscious decision to place your cares in the hands of the one who loves you. Offer him your troubles and the troubles of this world and ask him to do what only he can do. Bring peace. God bless.
Newsboys, your love never fails. Great song. Thanks to Max Norton who's put the show together with all of those great songs and pieced together all of our God spots. We just heard from Peter Gilmore in Living the Gospel. Reminds us to cast our cares upon Jesus, particularly in difficult times when there's when there's lots and lots of things happening that we don't understand. Knowing that God can bring people together and he can change hearts and that we need that in massive doses of grace and outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the moment. So thanks to Pete, thanks to Mark Rowie, who we, we heard from in regard to the work of Catholic Mission. 
to Father Tony Percy, Mother Hilda Scott, and to Father Chima Ofa right at the start of the show, who kicked us off by breaking open the gospel that's set down for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Hope you've enjoyed today's show, wherever you've listened in from, whether it be one of the many, many Christian radio stations around the country that are taking this show. We continue to pray for them each and every week and the incredible impact that they have on lives right around the country, both people that are part of churches or those that just might be listening in who are looking for some hope. They do wonderful work. Don't forget you can go to jcr.org.au. You can listen to bits of this show again. You can download it. You can forward it on to other people. You can sign up to get it sent to you each and every week as, a, as an email, and we uh, really encourage you to do that, particularly if you know that you're not going to be able to listen in at a particular point in time when it's being played on your Christian radio station. We will be doing it all again next week. Make sure you're continuing to dive into the Word of God, continuing to be prayerful and allowing the Holy Spirit to be taking charge in your life. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.